happy new year we have reached the ninth chapter of bhagavad gita which is right in the middle so let us look back a little before we move forward bhagavad gita begins with arjuna's delusion he was confused in the battlefield and bhagwan begins his teaching from chapter 2 onwards so bhagwan reveals to arjuna his real nature because unless we know who we are we won't be able to proceed further in life properly so as i had mentioned in the introduction also of gita that we should be clear about what is our view about our own self self view then our vision about the world around us and also our understanding of god or the supreme power so when all these three is understood properly three factors we will be able to uh, lead our life in a holistic way because wrong understanding or wrong opinion or misunderstanding about our own self can lead to lot of negativities sometimes we have a very negative opinion about ourselves hmm. not only others have but we ourselves might have a very negative opinion about who we are we can we might consider ourselves totally helpless or totally having some uh, something lacking in our own self or might have some fear in our heart or some sadness or some guilt or some pride so this type of uh, attitude about ourselves makes all our action and interaction with the world a negative itself then we might have a negative opi- opinion about the world around us or not a complete understanding of the world world made up of all beings and also the various situation and circumstances which come in our life one may not be uh, properly tuned to them so that also becomes harmful then also our opinion and understanding of god whether we believe in god or not and if we believe then what type of god what is our understanding of god that also uh, creates a major impact in our life so when we study bhagavad gita we become clear about who we are what is this world around me and what is the nature of god and we also come to understand our relationship with the world our relationship with god and the life becomes complete so in the first 6 chapter of bhagavad gita bhagwan mainly stressed on the topic of the self who i am or who you are who arjuna bhagwan revealed it to him in so many chapters 
in the second chapter itself bhagwan indicated to arjuna that you are that self which is neither born nor does it die you are the pure consciousness you are not just this body you are that pure consciousness whether you like it or not whether you understand it or not whether you experience it or not at present but you are that you are that pure consciousness which is not cut by any weapons which is not destroyed by any any weapon or anything of this world it is imperishable birthless deathless that is your real nature then bhagwan went on to explain to arjuna that in order to recognize our own self we have to go in a state of meditation that only help us to come to realize who we are to make our mind go into the state of meditation or to go into the state of meditation the mind should be very calm and peaceful and that can be brought about by karma yoga by the path of action so how we should perform action and make our mind pure also bhagwan explained the path of upasana and the path of knowledge which further purifies the mind and then in sixth chapter elaborately bhagwan explained the path of meditation having followed that path one comes to recognize oneself as that pure consciousness free from or the witness of this body mind intellect witness of the waking dream and deep sleep state which is birthless and deathless but after sixth chapter bhagwan bhagwan begins the topic of that ishvara god or that supreme reality because one may understand oneself as as that pure consciousness but still may have the feeling that there are other beings also different from me or this world is there which is different from me we should be able to understand our our relationship with the world and relationship with god then only our understanding will be complete just knowing ourselves without knowing our relationship with world and god is an un, uh, what you call incomplete knowledge about ourselves so in the from the seventh chapter onwards bhagwan reveals his own nature and while revealing his own nature he also reveals the nature of the world because world and god are not different world is outer expression of god alone what we see as world made up of uh, animate and inanimate objects the vast cosmos bhagwan says it is my prakriti it's not different from me so he talked about the apara and para prakriti the whole world made up of this akash vayu agni jal prithvi the five great elements the mind the intellect ahankar and the avyakta and all all this bhagwan says is my prakriti my nature my lower nature 
my material nature, but it's my nature. It's not different from me. And my higher nature is that para-prakruti, is that consciousness which expresses through this whole world. And that consciousness alone expresses as so many beings of this world. So when we understand this seventh chapter very deeply, we will be able to comprehend what is the nature of this world and what is the nature of God. And Bhagwan also showed in seventh chapter that the path to come to realize your identity with me is through knowledge and through surrender, through bhakti. He says that maya is the one which creates an obstacle, but mamevaye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite, one who surrenders to me will be able to cross over this maya and come to understand, come to experience one's oneness with God. So what we have understood in the beginning as three factors, self, world and God, ultimately we will understand that all these three are not three, but they are one only. World and God are not different, they are one. World and self is not different, they are one. And self and God is not different, they are one. All three appears to be different, but they are actually one. At present, we experience them as different, but they are actually one. Just as we stand in front of the mirror, we experience two persons, one standing outside and one as though standing inside the mirror, looking at you and smiling at you, or sometimes frowning at you. So it appears as though it's different person. Like the birds and all, many times they sit on the mirror and keep on, what is it called, pecking? They feel as though some other bird is there. So similarly, one may feel that there is some other person inside the mirror, but actually it's not different, it's my own reflection. Similarly, one may feel the world as different from oneself, one may feel that God is different from oneself, but actually it's one only. It's just a play of one. One doesn't experience it, it is not realized, but it is true. So Bhagwan tells Arjuna that you can experience it by surrendering to me completely, and overcoming this maya, which is creating this illusion of difference. That illusion of difference is created by my own power, but you can follow this path, surrender to me in love, with knowledge, and you will experience your oneness with me. So in the seventh chapter, Bhagwan reveals his nature. When we say Bhagwan Krishna, here, Bhagwan Krishna is that Supreme Lord, Ishwar only, who is speaking through that particular form as Krishna. Hmm. So, Bhagwan had started this topic in the seventh chapter. 
he told arjuna that i will reveal myself completely to you now you are ready to know who i am just like till 6th chapter bhagwan had kept his identity secret in 4th chapter little bit he had revealed that i am the one who takes avatar and all but he had not revealed his whole identity so here in the 7th chapter he revealed to arjuna who he is and how we can surrender to him and come to realize his complete identity bhagwan says one who strives on this path ultimately come to know me completely they know me as brahma they know me as their own self they know me as this nature of five elements they know me as jiva they know me as ishvara they know me completely so bhagwan had expressed this in the 7th chapter in the last two verses also of the 7th chapter he expressed this but then arjuna had some questions so bhagwan took up that question in the 8th chapter so it was like a break in between bhagwan had started this topic he had proceeded on this topic but then arjuna had asked this question in between hmm and unless that question is answered it keeps on nagging us though we don't allow like uh, people asking question in between but it can be quite nagging that question so we keep on that question keeps on coming up so arjuna had this question that what do you mean by brahma what is this adhyatma what is this adidaiva adiyadnya and all so in order to uh satisfy him bhagwan answered his questions in the 8th chapter but in the 9th chapter now again he continues with his topic of revealing his own nature and how we can experience our identity with god and this world that is the ultimate aim and goal of our life to experience our identity with god to experience our own self as that supreme divinity that is the aim and goal without this identity without recognizing and realizing this identity our samsar will continue our confusion will continue our sorrow and pain and fear might continue so this identity is very important those who have recognized and realized this identity they are called the great realized masters or the what do you call mahatmas one who comes to finally understand that aham brahmasmi i am that brahma to give an example of the ocean and the wave the wave who is getting very disturbed hmm the wave who doesn't know what to do what not to do one single wave huh just imagine one single wave having lot of trouble confused doesn't know what to do with life have that feeling of competition with other waves that wave is acting very smart huh is rising higher than me i will show that wave i can also rise higher so like that the wave is quite uh, confused and is interacting with the other waves in a very uh, different way so one uh, teacher wave comes there happens to come 
happens to be around and tells that wave that, oh, my dear wave, don't wave, <laughs> that you are actually that water. You are that water. Understand yourself not as that form, but understand yourself as water. And for that, you shift your attention from all the distraction and focus your attention on, on yourself, what you consider your own self. Focus your attention on yourself and understand that you are that water. So slowly and steadily the wave understands this, quietens itself, focuses its attention and comes to realize that, oh, I am this water. This form is just outside. The form changes, but I as water remain same. Form rises and falls, but I as water remains same. But even after gaining this understanding, the wave might have the feeling that the other waves are different from me. The ocean is different from me. The ocean is that Ishvara. Other waves are the world in front of me. That wave might think that it is different from me. So it is still incomplete knowledge. The complete knowledge is when the wave realizes the water in me and the water in all waves are one. In fact, the wave realizes that water alone is. Waves are just outer name and form given to water. But what is real is water alone. Water alone appears like the ocean. Water alone appears like so many waves. So when that wave realizes this, then that wave is called a realized wave. And in fact, we cannot separate it then. It is the master wave. It has fulfilled its identity. It has fulfilled its life. And a very strange thing, the wave, uh, the ocean continues to exist. The waves continues to exist. Others do not even know what happened. The other view, next to this view, may find it strange. Might find it very strange. But that wave has totally transformed. It has gained enlightenment. Similarly, all of us are like waves. Ishvara, when we call, say, Ishvara or God, he is like ocean. And this whole world are other waves. They are also other waves. So I have to realize that I am that pure water or pure consciousness. And all these other beings are also expression of the same consciousness. So in order to realize my own self as pure consciousness, I follow the path of meditation. That gives me knowledge. But even after gaining this knowledge, one has to surrender to the totality, to the total consciousness. Therefore, Bhagavan in the seventh chapter says, Jnanavan maam prapadyate. Having gained this knowledge, understanding, one surrenders to me and comes to gain or realize or experience this oneness. So this is a very important factor. Therefore, this whole topic has been brought out.
Otherwise, with sixth chapter, the Bhagavad Gita should have been over. But it continues. So, in the second chapter, I mean seventh chapter, Bhagavan revealed his nature as uh, as this apara and para prakriti and himself beyond this, beyond all names, beyond all forms. And he had promised Arjuna that I will reveal to you jnanam and vidnyanam. Jnanam means that knowledge and also I will give you the path by which you can directly experience, directly, directly realize this truth. Now Bhagwan in this ninth chapter continues with this topic of revealing his nature and then revealing the path by which we will be able to recognize our oneness with God. So the nature of God and the path and the path is bhakti but the real understanding of bhakti we will come to know when we study this chapter. A lot of misunderstanding are there about the term bhakti, but here in this chapter, Bhagavan very clearly reveals what is the exact nature of bhakti. What is the exact nature of surrender? Huh? He had said that one who surrenders to me overcomes this maya and comes to realize me. So what is the meaning of this surrender? All this he will reveal in this chapter. This chapter is one of the most, uh, that way, beautiful chapter. And uh, some of the most famous uh, verses, or one of the most famous verses is there in this chapter. That Ananyas chintayanto maam ye jana paryupasate tesham nityabhiyuktanam yogakshemam vahamyaham vahamyaham so all this uh, will be revealed. Bhagwan says that one who constantly thinks and serves me and surrenders to me, I take care of them. So it's the most beautiful chapter and beautiful day. So let us begin. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha अथ नवमोध्यायः श्री भगवान उवाच इदंतुते गुह्यतमं प्रवक्षाम्यनसूयवे ज्ञानं विज्ञानसहितं Yajnyatva moksha seshubhat Idantute guhiyatamam Pravakshamyanasuyave Jnanam vidyana sahitam Yajnyatva moksha seshubhat So Bhagavan here begins like he doesn't wait for Arjuna's question. Arjuna doesn't have any question here. So he continues with the topic which he had started in the seventh chapter. He says, Hey Arjuna, 
કે ઈરાન તો તે ગોઈશ્ય તમામ પ્રવક્ષામી અનસોયવે આઈ વિલ અગેન રિવેલ ટુ યુ ધ ટોપ મોસ્ટ સીક્રેટ ધીસ નોલેજ વિચ ભગવાન રિવેલ્સ હી કોલ્સ ઇટ ધ ટોપ સીક્રેટ ગોઈશ્ય તમામ ઇઝ અ સુપરલેટિવ ડિગ્રી ગોઈહ્ય મીન્સ સીક્રેટ ગોઈય તર મોર સીક્રેટ ગોઈયતમ મોસ્ટ સીક્રેટ સી ઇન ધ વર્લ્ડ પીપલ હેવ ડિફરન્ટ ટાઈપ્સ ઓફ સીક્રેટ્સ સો દેટ વિચ વી કીપ ટુ અવર સેલ્ફ ઓર દેટ વિચ વી રિવીલ ટુ સમવન ઇન ઇન પ્રાઇવેટ અલોન દેટ વી કન્સિડર એ સીક્રેટ યર ભગવાન ઇઝ નોટ ટોકિંગ અબાઉટ હિઝ સીક્રેટ ઓર હિઝ સમ અધર ધીઝ વર્લ્ડલી સીક્રેટ બટ ધીસ ઇઝ અ સમ ફેન્ટાસ્ટિક સીક્રેટ વિચ હેઝ રિમેન્ડ સીક્રેટ દો વી આર ઓલવેઝ વિથ અવર ઓન સેલ્ફ ભગવાન વિલ બી રિવીલિંગ ધ નેચર એન્ડ આઈડેન્ટિટી ઓફ અવર ઓન સેલ્ફ વિથ ધેટ ગોડ વિચ ઇઝ અ ગ્રેટ સીક્રેટ the beauty of the secret is even when it is revealed sometimes it is not understood secret if everyone knows about it then it is not a secret but even when it is told it is not understood completely slowly and steadily when we follow this path and finally when we gain that state of enlightenment that secret gets revealed completely the secret gets revealed when we gain that experience it's like a king who is dreaming that he is a beggar and a great realized master comes in his dream and he tells him oh my dear beggar i will reveal a great secret to you he said okay tell he said you are a king he will look at him quite surprised he says ek rupaya de do bhaiya aur aage chale jao now it is ek rupaya is not much but anyway this is old story ha so even when he is told he will not believe because his experience is something else his experience is that i am hungry his experience is that i am waiting at this uh, crossing i have to go and ask keep on asking and all after so much of struggle i get little money and you are saying i am a great king i have a big kingdom i am very wealthy how can i believe so one may not believe but if he has little faith in that person and if he follows the path which the person shows him and he wakes up when he wakes up the secret gets revealed to him suddenly he realized yes now i understand what he was saying what he was telling me in my dream similarly the secret which bhagwan will reveal here it will remain secret till we wake up therefore it is a master secret like and when we wake up and when again we tell others who are asleep they will not believe so it continues to remain a secret a top secret about our own self about the nature of our own self and our identity with that supreme 
reality with God. So Bhagwan says, Idantu te guishyatamam pravakshami. This is a different knowledge. This is not like any ordinary knowledge. I will reveal it to you completely. Pravakshami. Prakarshena vakshami. Completely I will reveal this Brahmadhyana. This top knowledge to you. Why to me? Because anasuyave. Because you have this wonderful quality that you do not see dosha in guna. This uh, this is a very interesting uh, quality. Asuya. You are free from asuya. Asuya means seeing dosha in guna also. Guneshu dosha darshanam. Even in good thing, people find some fault. Fault finding or fault seeing person is called person having asuya. Hmm. Always seeing something wrong, even if everything is good, you will see some defect in it. And such a person cannot proceed on this path of spirituality. If you see defect in the path, defect in the goal, defect in whatever is revealed, it becomes difficult to proceed. And there are people like that. Whatever you tell the best thing and they will say but. They will begin the sentence with but. But means whatever you have said is cut. Ye bohat achcha hai. Bhagavad Gita mein to bohat hi achcha bataya hai. Lekin. Lekin means Everything is negated. Swamiji, you said everything so nicely, everything is very clear, but. But means when we hear the word but, we get frightened lecture. But then, then he will start telling all sorts of negative things. But it is not possible, you know, for me. For Arjuna, it was okay. He was, you know, for him it was different. We have to attend meetings. We have so many other problems. We have to go for our work and all. So many things are there. How can I follow this path? But Arjuna was not like that. He was asuya rahit, anasuya way, not finding fault. See, it's our attitude. With what attitude we look, that uh, knowledge also reveals it. To, uh, reveals itself to us in that way. If you begin with the premise, you please switch off the phone. If we, if we begin with a premise that what is said is wrong or what is said is difficult, then we, whatever we do, we confirm what we have assumed. See, this is psychology. There are people who begin with that premise, ho sakta hai baba. Then, aap se nahi hoga baba. Because you have started with that premise, and whatever you do, it will get confirmed because you will find those things which confirm your idea. That is a very interesting psychology. 
and the more it gets confirmed, more you become more firm in your f- false idea. So one should have an open mind. When Bhagwan himself is telling us that it is a simple path, a very beautiful path I will reveal to you. If you follow this, you will be able to experience me. You will be able to gain that state of enlightenment. We should have that belief. We should have that faith in his words. Without finding faults. Without creating our own imaginary fears and imaginary ideas against it. So Arjuna was like that, free from all these negativities. So Bhagwan says, you are a very good disciple. I will reveal to you the secret. Because the secret is very dear to God. So he doesn't want to reveal it to everyone. So what is the secret you want to reveal? He says, Jnanam Vidnana Sahitam. I will give you knowledge along with Vidnana. Vidnana means its experience. Same two terms were used in the seventh chapter also. He says, I will give you knowledge, means the theory, and I will show you the path by which you can directly experience it. I will give you the entire theory first, so that you get the complete understanding of what I am saying. And then I will tell you the path by which you can directly experience it. It's not just vague theory itself, but it is Vidnana Sahitam. So, Vidnyan is Anubhav Sahitam. Directly, one can experience what Bhagwan is saying. Because only in the final experience is the uh, culmination of all our sadhana. Not by just theoretically understanding it. It's like uh, food also. Suppose somebody describes a beautiful dish elaborately. Like some people have the habit of watching some uh, program on television also where they keep on preparing something. Some people like it actually. They just sit back, relax and watch that program. Program dekhne ke baad mungfali lake khate hai. Thanda pani pite hai. So what is the use? No use just watching there and enjoying that. <laughs> it's good in one step. Okay, better. But it is not fulfilling, it's not complete. Similarly, lot of people sit back, relax, listen to Bhagavad Gita and mungfali khate jake. But Bhagavan says, you listen and follow this path, you will be able to experience it directly. That is vidnyana. So, jnanam vidnyana sahitam yat jnatva. What is the gain? What I will gain by knowing and and experiencing this knowledge, he said, you will become free, moksha se ashubhat, with all that is evil. You will become free from this samsar. Samsar is considered ashubha. Ashubha means it is full of sorrow, pain. See, jagat is not full of sorrow and pain. Samsar, samsar is our wrong relationship with ourselves and the world around and with God. Creates conflict. See, world itself doesn't create conflict, but our attitude towards the world, towards ourselves, towards God, which creates conflict in our mind, creates fear, creates anger, jealousy, pain, sadness. All this is 
our negative attitude towards it. So Bhagwan says, it's like the again to talk about the example of the waves. So if a wave has only understanding of itself as a form, as a wave, it will have all sorts of feeling against the other wave. Hmm. But when it comes to know that I am water, the other wave is also water, all the differences dissolves instantly. Similarly, all this samsara made up of uh, sorrow, pain, struggle, fear, uh, birth again and again, punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, all this samsara comes to an end only when we gain this knowledge, experience about our own self. There is no other way. Jnanat evatu kaivalyam. Only through self-knowledge one can transcend samsara. Not other, there is no other way. So Bhagwan says, I will reveal it to you because you are my dear friend, you are my great devotee and you have all these good qualities. I will reveal it to you. And by the grace of our own teacher and by the grace of Ved Vaisji and other great Mahatmas, we also have gained this knowledge. We also have this opportunity to gain this knowledge. So, Jnanam Vidyana Sahitam Yad Jnatva Moksha Shubhat, Ashubhat. You will become free of this Ashub Samsara. See, before revealing that knowledge, now Bhagwan tells us the Mahima of this knowledge, again in the next verse also. See, it's like a, when you go to a Tirthakshetra also, before taking a dip in that holy river, before even uh, going to the temple and all, we should know the Mahima, the greatness of this place. That is part of the ritual. Unless we know the greatness of that place, just taking just a dip and just doing something will not be complete. Similarly, before even revealing this knowledge, Bhagwan tells us the greatness of this knowledge so that we have the right approach, right attitude towards it. So in the following uh, verse, Bhagwan gives us lots of uh, adjectives about this great knowledge which he will reveal. He says, Raja Vidya Raja Gushyam Pavitramidam Uttamam Pratyakshavagamam Dharmyam Susukham Kartum Avvayam Raja Vidya Raja Gushyam Pavetramidam uttamam pratyakshavagamam dharmyam susukham kartum avvayam. Bhagavan says, this knowledge, about this knowledge, he says it is Raja Vidya, it is the royal knowledge. Raja Vidya, royal knowledge means it is the king of all knowledge. It is the king of all knowledge. See, we have uh, in this world so many things to know. Lot of knowledge. Right from childhood people, the children go to school, then college, 
and so many branches are there and nowadays actually the more and more branches and more and more fields are there wherein you can study and gain knowledge it's vast like and every day it keeps on increasing our knowledge about the world what we know outer form and name and all it keeps on increasing it's vast even if you take one aspect of this world you can spend the entire life studying it some people they do just one studying something one aspect studying the behavior of one particular animal they spend years together in that sometimes you see on this some channel special channels hmm? the photographer and all they will be waiting there for the for the chimpanzee to move look here in the and sometimes they don't move also they just sit relax and, and they are waiting for them and they, when the photographer get tired and all or he is about to change his film and all that time that fellow does all sorts of tricks <laughs> one spends years together and then we understand certain things which we did not know before about the animals about birds about nature about weather about the various stars and planets it's quite amazing people spend hours days years together observing the stars and then they suddenly discover a new planet and it's a great joy so lot of knowledge is there but uh, what is the what is the ultimate in all knowledge see all this knowledge which we gain about the world which gives us joy which makes our life easy which helps us to interact with the world in a better way all of them are good in a way but they are incomplete because they lack one important factor they lack the knowledge of the self they lack the knowledge of the one who is gaining knowledge i know the world but i don't know myself i know about atoms i know about the planets i know about the stars i know about the plants and animals but i know don't know who i am then it is incomplete because the one who knows one should be able to know that person also we assume that we know ourselves we assume that i have knowledge about myself i just want to know about the world but without knowing myself whatever i know is incomplete because what i know is my interpretation of it if i am not very sure about who i am my interpretation of the world will be incomplete i don't say it is totally wrong but incomplete hmm. so rajavidya is that atma vidya knowledge about our own self when i say self it includes the world and it includes god that is the beauty of this knowledge self knowledge doesn't mean knowledge of ego self knowledge doesn't mean knowledge of our personality outer personality of our mind our intellect self knowledge doesn't mean psychology it's not just a knowledge of mind and how it functions self knowledge is knowledge of that supreme self which is the witness of our waking dream and deep sleep state which is which remains unchanged in all the changing phenomena unless i know this self 
all my knowledge is incomplete only. It's like just to give an example of that rope and snake. Ah, rope and snake is very good. So rope is lying and you look at it and it appears like a snake. And suppose you have all the knowledge about the snake. What is the color of the snake? Whether it is poisonous or non-poisonous? And how he behaves? And how he looks? Everything you know about the snake. Except that the snake is a rope. This knowledge you don't have. But otherwise everything you know. Then that is incomplete knowledge. Similarly, you know everything about everything, but don't know who you are, then whatever you know is incomplete. It's not proper. It doesn't have a reference point. What is its reference? Its reference is on assumption. Its reference is on ego. Who knows all this? Ego knows. So if the reference is the self, then everything becomes very clear. If the center is known properly, the circumference becomes very clear. Though there are millions and millions of points on the circumference, on this circle. If you know the center properly, you know the circumference. The beauty of the whole circle is that it is the same distance from the center. But that point, if it is not known, the central point, and you know all the points, it become pointless. Similarly, this Raja Vidya, self-knowledge, is that center, knowing which everything becomes known. There is a beautiful Upanishad, Mundaka Upanishad, in which the disciple approaches the teacher and he asks this question, Oh my dear teacher, give me that knowledge, knowing which everything becomes known. Hmm? Kasminno bhagavo vidnyatam sarvamidam vidnyatam bhavati iti. That knowing which all becomes known and to him the teacher reveals the self-knowledge. So Raja Vidya, but at the same time this is Raja Guhyam, though it is the most fascinating and beautiful of all knowledge, king of all knowledge, but still it is the topmost secret, Raja Vidya. The king of all secrets. It is such a great secret that we might be, whole life we will live without even having a glimpse of that. Only by the blessings of the teacher, blessings of the scriptures, if that thought comes in our mind to recognize it, we will be able to realize it. Otherwise, see there are millions of people are born in this world. And they die also without even knowing the existence of such a phenomena. Such a great... Uh, we may appreciate others also. We may appreciate Gautam Buddha. We may appreciate other realized master. We may do namaskar to them also. But we may not have that desire to become like them. Or may not even uh, have the idea that it is possible. Hmm? Or may not have desire in our mind for that. We may not have desire. That is fine. You remain a Mahatma. I remain myself. Now and then I will do Namaskar to you. But I have my own own agenda in life. So Raja Goya, top secret about my own self. 
I am the the mystery of this world. This self is the most mysterious. Uh, even when I realize it, I become one with the mystery. It cannot be revealed completely even by the one who has realized it. Even the scriptures who talk about the self talk about it as neti neti, not this, not this, not this much. It tells us what it is not, but what it is we have to experience ourselves. When we learn what it is not, we can shift our attention from what it is not. But it it says, it fails to say what it is, because words becomes incomplete. Words are related to the objects of this world. Words fail to describe that supreme reality completely. So it is Raja Guhyam, the topmost secret. Sometimes this Raja Guhyam, royal secrets, especially about royalty and all, can be very impure also. But Bhagwan says here, it is Pavitram. This secret is not something bad or impure. It is Pavitram Idam Uttamam. Greatest purifier. It is the purest of all. In the fourth chapter also Bhagwan had said that Nahit Jnanena Sadrusham Pavitram Vidyate. That there is nothing more purifying than knowledge. Because all other purifying factors of this world purify our body, purify our mind, but the one who commits sin continues to exist. So the sinner continues to commit sin. It's like take a dip in Gangaji, we become pure, then again commit some more sin, then again take a dip, then again we are pure. But this knowledge destroys the sinner, dissolves the sinner. The sinner itself gets dissolved. It's like a person who is in jail. He can do something by which his life in jail can become better. But it is one thing to remain in jail and it's another thing to come out of it totally. Similarly, by the other methods, of uh, this world, even religious method of performing some special yajna, puja, one can purify, one can, one can uh, overcome some of our negativities, but the sinner continues to remain. That ego continues to exist. But with this knowledge, the ego dissolves. And when that ego dissolves, the real self shines forth. It's like when the clouds move away, the sun gets revealed. The ego, when it gets dissolved, I come to recognize myself as I am. This ego is the sinner. The ego is the one who is creating all mischief in this world. We maintain that ego and purify the other things so that ego's life becomes more happy. And but ego remains. Hmm. So ego gets dissolved. Therefore, this is the greatest of all purifiers. It purifies that one, the source of all impurity. It removes that completely. So pavitram idam uttamam. Uttamam pavitram. The best purifier. Oh, the royal knowledge, the royal secret, the best purifier. Must be very difficult. Must be just theory. Huh? He says, no, pratyaksha avagamam. See, this, all this 
फैक्टर्स आर वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट ऑफ दिस नॉलेज प्रत्यक्ष अवगमन मीन्स प्रत्यक्ष डायरेक्टली एक्सपीरियंस कैन बी एक्सपीरियंस डायरेक्टली इट इज समथिंग विच कैन बी एक्सपीरियंस डिरेक्टली अवगमन प्रत्यक्ष डिरेक्ट एक्सपीरियंस कैन बी गेन इट इज नॉट थियरी वैन भगवान reveals our nature as that pure consciousness as the witness of this whole world as the substratum of this world as existing in all beings as the one factor which appears like this world one can experience this directly like great mahatmas who have experienced directly you try to confuse them about it they will not get confused it is that it's 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 like a fruit in one's hand hasta malakam like a fruit kept in it it's directly it's there similarly this is see there are some experience which we gain through some media that's called uh, what you call uh, mediate with the media like our uh, like with our eyes we see with our ears we hear so there is a media in between if the media is defective the knowledge which is gained also becomes defective sometimes our eyes themselves are defective like we see something but it's not very clear yeah. and then we take help of other eyes who kon hai sharma ji lagte hai so the fellows is nahi wo varma ji hai haath mein do thaili varma ji honge so for seeing something we requires eyes for hearing something we ears for feeling something we require our mind for understanding something we require intellect but there can be defect in our senses defect in our mind defect in our intellect so all our understanding can be defective therefore they are just opinion what we know about the knowledge in this world are just opinions about various people some opinions appears to be more lasting and more satisfying hmm. so what is so special about this this knowledge is free from all media it is called immediate knowledge you don't require mind to know this you don't require intellect to know this you don't require senses to know this when you transcend all this you know yourself by yourself it doesn't require any media therefore it is defectless no defect it is not a opinion self realization is not opinion of a one person it is the fact is the truth as it is because there is no media media can create you know about the media ne hmm? so many channels all channels sometimes show the same thing in a different way like depends on what they want to whose side they want to take so and it is it has got its own defect means the medias have their own defect so self knowledge is when we transcend all this the body is transcended the mind is transcended the intellect is transcended i come to know myself by myself so one realized person and another realized person is seeing what they have realized is seeing 
when they express it through words, through their mind, through their intellect, it appears different. Their expression is different. Therefore, there is a very beautiful saying, Ekam Sat Vipra Bahudha Vadanti, that Sat is one, but wise people talk about it in different language. It's like flower is one in front of us, but when ten people talk about it, they will talk about it in different ways. It might appear they are talking about some different flower. You keep all of you are attending this. If suppose all of you are told to talk about it for five minutes or your opinion, your your expression about it, all of you will say different things. It may appear as though you were attending some different classes altogether. Even the today's lecture, if you have to repeat it, everyone will repeat differently actually. Hmm. Sometimes so differently you are surprised like, Isa kaha maine? Why? Because you are listening with a medium of your mind, of your intellect. And medium, they have their own colors. Our mind is filled with so many emotions. And every emotion colors whatever we hear. And everything is colored. Our intellect is filled with so many opinions, so many biases. And everything colors whatever we hear. So, by its nature, the mediums, or media are defective. I am talking about ourselves. The senses, the mind, the intellect, they have their inherent defect. Taking into account this inherent defect, the scriptures have told us how to transcend them. We take their help to transcend them. We take the help of the mind to transcend the mind. We take the help of the intellect to transcend the intellect. Before the intellect knows what is happening, intellect is dropped. Meditation is a technique by which we transcend the media and experience the truth as it is. Therefore, Bhagavan says it is pratyaksha avagamam, direct experience. Pratyaksha. Oh, direct experience. But is it good? Is it righteous? He said dharmyam. This is the most righteous thing to do. Many people, they have feeling that, oh, following this path of moksha, following this path of uh, enlightenment is not dharmic. Jagat ke liye kuch karna chahiye. Iske liye kuch karna chahiye. Bhagwan says it is the most dharmic. Because as you follow this path, you will become a asset to the whole world. Whatever you do will be a blessing to the whole world. Hmm. Gautam Buddha. No, no, he should have become a prince. Then he should have taken care of his wife and children. And he should have ruled the kingdom. That would have been okay. But what he had achieved is a blessing to the whole world. If he had become a great king also, all his kingdom and all that he had done would have wiped out in this long passage of history. But... His enlightenment will remain ever blessing the whole world. It will remain ever. It's something which is which transcends time and transcends geography and transcends everything. Becomes helpful to the entire world. 
one enlightened person is is a blessing to the entire world it doesn't matter whether he is in india or in another country or whether he is from one religion or another religion it doesn't matter becomes a blessing to the entire world so it is dharmyam it is dharmic the greatest dharma to follow this path of enlightenment and an experience one's own that self so pratyaksha avagamam dharmyam oh must be very difficult people have this feeling that this is the most difficult thing you know maybe many many lifetimes we have to spend is janam mein nahi ho sakta if we have this firm conviction that is janam mein nahi ho sakta hai as i said it will nahi ho sakta hai because we follow our mind uh, justifies our conviction our intellect tries to justify our conviction it's a very strange psychology if we think it is possible it is possible if we think and we are convinced that it is not possible somehow something will happen and it will not be possible whatever philosophy we have in our life our life tries to follow that philosophy if we believe in for example huh, just example vastu and all people have इधर दरवाजा हमारा है बहुत बुरा होता है इधर बाथरूम है उधर किचन है इधर सोने का है उधर जागने का है सो ऑल दिस आइडियाज दे हैव इससे हमारा ऐसा होगा इससे नुकसान हो सकता है देन एक्चुअली यू विल एक्सपीरियंस दैट बिकॉज इट्स अ वर्ल्ड फंक्शंस इन अ वेरी स्ट्रेंज वे वी विल ट्राई टू एनकरेज दोज थिंग्स विच हैपन्स अराउंड so it's a lot of uh, lot of things depends on our deep faith and conviction if we have a negative conviction our life moves in that negative way and it is sometimes it becomes for people it becomes easier to fall down in negative way only even so called our people who are well wishers they also have negative ideas in their head our own parents made for ये तो बच्चा तो फेल ही होगा इसका तो कोई भरोसा नहीं है दैट फेलो डिड नॉट स्टडी फेल ही होगा फर्म कन्विक्शन इज देयर इन देर हर हार्ट बट वेन देर फेलो कम्स फॉर आशीर्वाद आशीर्वाद है मेरा आशीर्वाद देते बट अंदर से दे फीलिंग देते तो फेल होगा एंड देन सचमुच वो फेल होता है तो सी इज वेरी हैप्पी सी मैंने बोला था so we should be very careful about the philosophies we accept in life this from worldly standpoint but ultimately we should accept what bhagwan is telling us here he is such a wonderful thing is revealing so let there be if at all we want to live in this illusory world first you try to make i mean have philosophy which makes the illusion right right but the best is to transcend the illusion like okay very good example rope and snake i like that example you know you see a snake the best thing is if you at all see the snake then believe that it is non poisonous no no it is poisonous snake then it will be more harmful if you believe that it is a snake and it is a non poisonous snake it is less harmful but if you believe that it is poisonous 
definitely it will create a lot of problem. I remember somebody told me a story that one person got uh, bitten by the snake, but he did not know it is a snake. He thought some kuch kata laga. Then next day, it was at night and all, next day he went to the same place and he saw dead snake there. And suddenly he realized this was the one who beat me and he died instantly there itself. Otherwise he was fine. first class alu paratha wagera he was very happy. But when he saw the dead snake, he suddenly realized the whole thing and he died. So, one should understand Bhagwan here says, Su sukham kartum, this is very easy to follow. You just accept it. That is the first step. It, your mind may resist. Because our ego doesn't like easy things. Ego doesn't like easy things. See, when everyone can climb Mount Everest, it is no fun. But if you alone can climb, others cannot climb, you feel more proud about it. Mere paas hai, dusre ke paas nahi hai. Main kar sakta hoon, dusre nahi kar sakte hai. Then you feel more happy. But if you see everyone doing it, then there is no fun. Ego likes to do difficult things. Ego likes to, uh, what do you call, to be, to appear special. It starts from, right from childhood actually. Bacche vahan par. The child jumps and then, oh, I can jump, my other brother cannot jump and I am the best one and all. It starts from there. So when it is said, Bhagwan says, Su Sukham Kartum, it is very easy to follow. Ego may not like to accept this. Ego might say that, oh, it is so simple. I don't think it is so simple. Both difficult, you know. Bhagwan ko kya hai? But you just accept it. Against your ego, against your will, you accept that it is easy and it will, it will start becoming or you will start experiencing it as easy. Susukham, susukham kartum, very easy to follow. See, it is very difficult to hold on to something, but to release is easy. Just we have to change our mindset. Once that mindset is changed, it becomes easy. Even the most so-called difficult things, once one knows the trick, becomes very easy. Sahaja. So here Bhagwan will reveal the secret which will you will understand it is really very easy. Su sukham kartum. Chanting it might be difficult, but su sukham. Su sukham. Susukham, that is proper. Susukham kartum, very easy to follow. Oh, if it is easy to follow and easy to this, then must be not lasting. He says, avvayam, it is everlasting, imperishable. The realization which we attain, it lasts forever. It is not something which we have to again and again. Anything in this world, after attaining it, it doesn't last, it goes away. That which is attained through action doesn't last. That which is attained through knowledge lasts forever. Because it is our own nature which is everlasting. We have to just recognize. It is not the result of action. It is the result of knowledge. Therefore, it is everlasting. 
whatever we gain through action, it has got its own limited period. Afterwards, it goes away. But still, we are fascinated by action. We are fascinated by the results of action. But here, it's the result of knowledge, result of enlightenment. It is everlasting. So this is the greatness of this knowledge. After telling us the greatness of the knowledge, Bhagwan will reveal it. So that we will see in our class tomorrow. Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om